wind is giving us some difficulty. We have been, over the past several weeks, we've been talking about fear and anxiety and worry. And, and we saw how troubled kind of sums up all of those things. And, and if anything, right now, our uh, times in our nation are troubling. <laughs> things are troubled. And, uh, and so I want to look at, we, we've talked about focusing on God, trusting God, giving up our own sovereignty over our lives and giving it over to the sovereignty of God. And we've talked about all of these all of this focusing on God for the for the past several weeks. And so this week we're going to look at worship and how worship focuses us on God. In fact, is worship a good way to respond to fear and anxiety and worry and being troubled? Could you when you are in a, in a situation that makes you feel troubled, makes you feel fear and anxiety and worry, could you respond in worship and what would it do? Well, we're going to see what David says about that and what David did, actually. And it's in, in Psalm 34, if you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 34. What worship does is it takes our eyes off of ourselves, off of our situation, and puts puts it on God. It puts our focus on God. Now, what is worship? Worship is literally defined as expressing devotion, adoration, love, honor, reverence. The Hebrew word for worship literally means to bow down. And so you can see the the honor and, and, and reverence side of that. Worship is related to thanksgiving because thanksgiving is worship. To give thanks to God is to recognize his sovereignty over our own, and it is to, to, to understand who we are and who God is and, and who we are in light of who God is. So thanksgiving is worship. So let's see what David has to say about fear and anxiety and worship in Psalm 34. And I'm going to read the whole psalm. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You are his holy ones. Fear the Lord, for those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil. Turn your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears open to their cry for help. 
The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. None of them are broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. So let's talk about the context. If you look, some, some, in some Bibles, you have a little subscript right underneath or right above verse 1 here that says, concerning David when he pretended to be insane in the presence of Abimelech who drove him out and he departed. So the, obviously it's a psalm of David. And if you're looking at this subscript, let me tell you the story. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 21 if you want to read it. 1 Samuel 21 tells us the story. David is running from Saul at this point. Now, Saul is, David loves Saul like a brother, but David is running from Saul because Saul knows, Saul's trying to kill David because Saul knows that David's supposed to be king. And so Saul's trying to hang on to his power by killing David. So Saul is chasing David. David's running from Saul because Saul wants to kill him. And so David runs from Saul and goes to Gath, which is in uh, uh, Philistine area. And he goes there, and he, and he comes to uh, Achish, who is the, the king, the Abimelech, as it's called, of the Philistines. Well, Gath wants him dead, too. So David runs from Saul, who wants him dead, and he ends up in front of the king of Gath, who wants him dead also. So that's the, the presence that we have. That's the, the situation that David writes this psalm. And so it says that David first acts crazy, and, and we all know crazy can be contagious, so they just kick him out of the, the court, and then he praises God. He goes crazy in worship, you might say. So that's the situation that we find ourselves in. Where, Saul, where, where David writes this psalm. He writes this psalm because Saul's trying to kill him, and he runs from Saul to the arms of somebody else who wants to kill him. So consider where, what David is feeling. He's feeling fear. He's feeling worry. He's feeling anxiety. He's feeling trouble. And what does he do? He worships. He turns to worship. So what's this say about God? Well, it says that God responds to our fear. I have said again and again, there are over 365 verses of Scripture on fear, anxiety, and worry. 365. God responds to our fear. Thank you. And I want you to notice... How, how what this psalm says about God responding to our worship. God responds to our fear, and God responds to our worship. Look at what it says, what, what these say about worship. It says, bless the Lord, his praise is on my lips. Boast in the Lord, proclaim the Lord's greatness. Exalt his name, seek the Lord, look to him. That's just the first five verses. 
The first five verses continually tell us to seek the Lord in worship, and God responds to worship. Verse 4 says, he answered me. And, and, and look at how the rest of this. He says, he answers. He makes your face shine with joy. He rescues us. He saves us from our troubles. His angels encamp around us. He rescues us. He gives us refuge. We lack nothing. His eyes and his ears are open to us. He's near the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed. He protects us. He redeems us. You see how God responds to our worship. God does all of these things in response to David's worship. So what's this say about us? Well, clearly, the love of God for you and I shows in this psalm. You are loved by God. You are the target, focus, and purpose of the love of God because he does all of these things. You're cared for, you're protected, you're provided for, you're rescued, you're saved, you're redeemed. So what must we do? We must respond in worship. In times of trouble, it is not, it, it, it will not be a natural feeling thing. It will, you will have to be overcoming your feelings. But respond to God in worship. Turn to God in worship when the troubling times come. Because look at all of, of the responses here. God answers he rescues, he gives us joy, he protects us, he provides for us, he redeems us. He does all of this in response to worship. So we must turn to God in worship. Worship is good for us. It's the, the, all, of these, all of these commands to worship, all of the, it's not because God needs our affirmation. He, he lacks nothing. He doesn't need our affirmation. We need to worship. Because worship is good for us. It takes our eyes off of ourselves, off of our situation, and focuses them where they should be, focuses them on God. We need worship. So, in the, the, so when you're feeling trouble, when you're feeling fear, anxiety, worry, try worship. Try turning to God in worship and see if that doesn't heal you up. See if you don't feel God answering you and rescuing you and saving you. See if you don't feel it. Now we're going to look at verse 4, phrase by phrase. Verse 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. Now, the context tells us that David sought the Lord in worship. He blessed the Lord. He thanked the Lord. He, 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 he sought the Lord in worship. The, uh, the word here for sought, it means to seek and to search, but it also has a, a sense of requirement to it. It has a sense of necessity to it. We, do we seek the Lord in with a sense of necessity? Do we seek the Lord with a sense of urgency and need? Not just with your needs, but seeking Him in need. We need to seek the Lord in worship. And our worship should be an expression of our need for God. Not just for what He does. Not just for what He gives. But for who He is. We seek the Lord with a, with a sense of urgency and a sense of necessity. Because it's what we're made for. 
We were made to worship. We were made for fellowship with God. And it says that God answers. He hears and he responds. And look at how he responds. He makes your face literally shine with joy. Literally shine with joy. He answers you. He rescues you. He saves you from your troubles. He, his angels encamp around you and rescue you. He gives us refuge. You lack nothing. His eyes and ears are open to you. He's near the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed. He protects. He redeems. That's quite a list. All from responding in worship. All from turning to God in worship when you're having fear and anxiety and worry. And the second half of that verse says, and he rescued me from all my fears. You know, we, uh, we talk a lot in Christian circles about being saved, right? We all know saved. But, but I want you to put rescued in that place because what saved means is that you were rescued from certain death. And that's exactly what Jesus did, isn't it? He rescued you from certain death. He went to the cross and paid the price for your sin. He went to the cross and, and, and died so that you don't have to. So think rescued, not saved, because we've overused the word saved to the point where we don't understand its, its meaning anymore. We've been rescued. And this says God rescues. And, it, and, and, it, and I want to, again, put the, this back into its context. Think about what David was going through right here. He's running from a guy whom, whom he loves like a brother, but wants him dead. And so David runs from Saul and ends up in this guy's court, the king of Goth. And he ends up there, and this guy wants him dead. Because as soon as he gets there, all of the, uh, all of the, the folks around there, all of the people in the king's court start saying, oh, this is David. He's the great warrior. You know, David, uh, Saul killed his thousands, but David is ten thousands. And, and so he, this, this king of Goth finds out who David is and wants him dead. So, so David runs from Saul, who wants him dead, and, and ends up with the king of Goth, who wants him dead. That's the situation that David turns to worship in. I don't think any of us have somebody that wants us dead. But we have fear and we have anxiety. We have worry. We, are, we feel troubled. We turn to God in worship like David did and be rescued from it. And notice that it says, rescue from all my fears. God doesn't leave anything left on the table. If you seek him in worship... And, and earnestly, with a sense of, of urgency and a sense of necessity, then God leaves nothing on the table. He rescues us from all of our fears. So what do you fear this morning? Have no fear. Turn to, to God in worship and let him rescue you. Seek his face with urgency, with, with a sense of necessity, and let him strip away all that you fear, all that, that you worry about, all of your anxieties and troubles. There's a lot of comfort in this psalm. This is the kind of psalm that you can turn to anytime you feel worry. 
Remember the context. Remember what David was feeling when he wrote it. And turn to God in worship. So that's my challenge for you. Will you turn to God in worship when you're feeling fear and anxiety and worry? When you're feeling troubled, will you turn to God in worship? Because God rescues you. He hears you. He answers you. He rescues you. He saves you. He protects you. He provides for you. All of these, all of the promises in this psalm are waiting for you to turn to God in worship. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. Will you consider right now about turning to God in worship for all of your fears and all of your anxieties and all of your worries? Will you, will you this morning, right now, make a commitment to turn to God in worship? In a moment, we're going to sing another song. And it's not just going to be another song. We are going to turn to God in worship and let him take all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our worries. Will you take a moment right now and just recognize who God is and recognize what you fear, what you're worried about, what you're anxious about? Take this moment to identify that. Father, we come before you with many different fears, many different anxieties, many different worries. And we're going to claim the promise of this psalm and sing praise to you. And so as we sing your praise, Father, clear away our fears, our anxieties, our worries. Clear them away. Rescue us. Redeem us. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.